really mad, Chris. You didn't post in the Discord that we're going live for the stream. Anyways, hi, everyone. <laughs> uh, the ca Just casual flaming of Chris as we start the episode. I literally told you to do the tweet. And, you, you know, said if you the, do the you tweet. You just said the tweet. If you do you just the, said tweet, the tweet, you should also do Discord. You know Sweetie, this, Aaron. honey, honey, listen. Let's not fight in front of the children. But no. you told me oh to do God, the tweet. Oh, my God, my parents are fighting. You have one job. I, Stay I in the it. kitchen, make me a sandwich. Oh and you my can't god, me sorting like... <laughs> I'm not really sure I what to really say to that. I can't believe you actually said that. Like, everything I could say to that would just make it worse. So, yeah. <laughs> like, even by not trying to actively make it worse, no matter what you say, it's just gonna <laughs> put oil in the fire. No. You, you bought me Sajinese people. What? Really what? What? What do you what? mean, me? I didn't even say. You anything. said that if you say so, so yeah, with, you had the intention of saying something. Yeah, I mean, and uh, the intention something? was to say so. That means that Chris is the wife, and but, <laughs> but, but that like that is doesn't even that's not even meant <laughs> me, but it just sounds mean for some reason, right? It's not like I said it, but in, like input said it, but it sounds like I'm the bad guy if I say that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Surely. Well, anyways, how have you guys been doing? It is, uh, well, I guess, <clears throat> let me do the intro to say. Hi, my name is Import. Uh, I do things for Evo. Anyways, uh, Lime, how are you doing today? <laughs> it's going to be chaotic, I feel. That was the shortest <laughs> introduction ever. <laughs> Hello, I'm Lime, and I'm sick after like 10 years. <laughs> for the Thick Lime. Hello, Thick lime. I'm Shorty. I'm 27 years old. I'm not a professional cook. Oh wait, that's the wrong app. That's that's the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been watching a certain show with my mom, and uh, oh, we enjoy hmm. it. The I cooking was, show. I was I was on the uh, RPG of the week cast yesterday. Yes, yesterday mm -hmm. with uh, New Lake, and we were talking about how me and my mom watched Star Wars together. So, Ooh. oh yes. really? Or not Star Wars? Star Trek. Sorry. Well, well, we but... watch Star Wars together too, but like Star Trek, my mom's a Trekkie, so uh, that's cool though. I mean, yeah. it's always nice if you have something you can do with your family, especially with the parents, because the age difference obviously means that certain interests are not gonna align very well. Yeah, true, 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 true. Did I ever say on this podcast, by the way, that my dad is playing Trackmania and to this day still is? Really? No, yeah, you've he's... never said that. Yeah, I never I mean, said you... that. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes said it, I, I said it on my stream multiple times. I told that in different parts of the world already. Like sometimes, just randomly, when I think about it and, and it comes up, then I say that. But basically, I started playing Trackmania, and after a couple, like half a year or so, I just started building random shit doll maps, and I wanted my dad to play them. <laughs> and it took me half a year to convince him, and then he tried it and he enjoyed it. So he installed the game on his PC. And for a couple of years, actually, we played together on the same online server. And every time I, I was hungry, I would write in the in-game chat, Dad, can you come inside? I'm hungry. <laughs> and then question mark, question mark by all the others. <laughs> that was nice. That was really cool times. And he's still playing it like a couple of times a week for like, I don't know, one or two hours. That's cool, though. That's super cool. He's pretty good. He can drift. He's better than all the wow. console uh, than, than some beginner players. <laughs> That's 
good. Uh, That's cool, actually. I'm jealous. Really bad. None of your parents play video games or they had I too or anything? I'm, I mean, my parents, like, my dad, my dad introduced, like, my dad would play N64 with us and everything. And he was really big into, like, the uh, Super Nintendo. But after that, no, not not really too much. Um, and my mom, more than anything else, she's not a gamer by any means, but man, is she a sci-fi nerd. She literally downstairs probably right now watching a sci-fi show. She literally mm -hmm. watches nothing but sci-fi shows. So, yeah, it's kind of weird considering she is not outwardly seeming like a nerd at all. You would never know at all because like she that's just not something she talks about. But when she is home and she is watching TV, it is 100 percent. It's either home and garden TV or sci-fi shows. Really? Did you, say, did you say Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure because I'm not interested in that at all. But I think my dad is always watching Star Trek as well in the basement. Yeah. Like my this mom very has seen old one. every single season What's of Star Trek. In the basement? And my dad only watches the old one. Yeah, my, my mom <laughs> has seen the uh, all the way from the very first season of Star Trek all the way to the new, newer seasons and even the spinoffs. Wow. Um, and then same for Star Star Wars as well. My mom has watched all the Star Wars like spinoffs and everything too. So she's she's a nerd. But at least she's not afraid of watching the new ones. No, she it, it's something for her to watch. She likes it when the new ones come out because it gives her something to watch and do. Yeah, I think so. that's good. I mean, the new things from Star Wars are not that. I mean, I'm not a Star Wars fan. My dad is, and one day we watched all the Star Wars uh, movies because there was literally nothing else to do at home. I don't remember anything from the movies, absolutely nothing, because I was half asleep. But he is a really big fan. And every time that I, I need to gift him something, I was like, yeah, something from Star Wars. Whatever it is, he's going to love it, you know? That's, that's good, though. Yeah. Yeah, the only well, yeah. thing my dad plays is football manager, and that's all he does when he plays a <laughs> Just football manager. He's pretty good at my that My dad stuff used too. to play, like, Call of Duty, Medal of Honor. I remember seeing him once getting really, really, really mad because there was uh, um, a stuff that he had to do that he had to cross to another side, but there was always a fucking dog barking at him. When he was crossing, he would, I remember him saying, I'm tired of this dog, man. And he always barked when I need to cross, and everyone knows this <laughs> that I'm there and they get killed me. That was the first time that I saw my dad really mad about playing a video game. And, and I understand uh, that at the second that I also got mad the same way that he does. So I was like, yeah. Like, like father, like daughter. Well, my mom doesn't play anything. She is. Uh, Instagram girly, you know, but nothing else. So I recently it. had the fun uh, to watch my sister like play video games for the first time in a lot of years. She got herself a used PlayStation 4 and for the first time really played a single player game on it. And it was very interesting to see how people that usually <laughs> don't have a gamepad in their hands struggle going like even walking straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really have to get used to that at the beginning. Yeah, 
I find it like since we're on the subject, uh, I find it interesting now that I look back at like how I got into video games and like most people are like, yeah, console or whatever. But I physically remember without even asking, like my parents buying me like Age of Empires 2 and they would buy me like games for the computer and everything. And the coolest thing about Age of Empires 2, this is why uh, Age of Empires 2 will always be like a beloved game of mine, even though I don't play it anymore. Um, so I would play the campaign in Age of Empires 2 on the easiest difficulty, but I was able to play through all the campaigns Yeah. Uh, as a kid. I don't know how I managed to do it, but I, I did it. And one of the campaigns was the Aztec campaign and going through like the history of the Aztecs and everything. Meanwhile, at school, we had this like school educational like competition or whatever, and I remember, um, like a couple of weeks before they took us to a museum and everything. And like, we looked, we were walking through like the Inca exhibit and like learning about the Incas and like Tenochtitlan and like the Aztec emperor Montezuma and everything. And it, I was like fourth grade or whatever. They had this like cool little school competition of like knowledge and everything. And I got the Spanish question from the Spanish teacher and she was like, who is the emperor of, of the Aztecs? I was like, Montezuma or whatever. And then she was like, okay. And then as a bonus question, which none of the other kids like knew anything, like uh, all the kids of my grade were just kind of like dumb. I remember that much, but I was the one who remembered it just because I played it in a freaking yeah. video game. <laughs> and and, the, and then she's like, as a bonus question, can you tell me the capital city of the Aztec Empire? And I was like, immediately, Tenochtitlan, let's go. And they're like, whoa. <laughs> and they're like, I how did you know that? I was like, I played a video game. It's on Age of Empires 2, bro. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, your teacher got to be like, oh, my God, what? You played a video game? <gasps> oh, my God. And then she hide, hid from yourself because she got scared. <laughs> all right. I, mean, I feel like I feel like you're talking from experience, Shorty. No, I, I'm not talking from experience. I tried to make a joke about German culture and German TV making fun of like. No, in American culture, they yeah. were just like, "Huh, okay, that's weird, whatever." Yeah, and then the, just moved on with life. Yeah, the nerds <laughs> playing video games, like what the fuck? No, in Germany, you like every every like you always have like if if like if if there's a school shooting or like a public school sh shooting or anything for some reason german politicians always bring up video games still to this day oh like, true they, they still screw themselves over that's why like, that's why germany has the weird 18 plus rule uh so like if you go into experience right now during their normal hours all their shooting games are downstairs in a 18 plus only area because of germany's like weird issues with like really? shooting shooting games yeah so you I mean, can if only the game play itself is, uh, 18 plus i guess that kind of makes sense but no like anything like call of duty counter-strike anything like that has to be played in their 18 plus area yeah but because what? those games themselves are 18 plus right aren't are they? they or are they 16 i don't think plus? so I don't they pg-13 i think I mean, that's, we don't you know, use those are PG movie in Germany. We use the with car. Oh, yeah. sorry, I just PG. It, it's it's weird. I, yeah, sorry, I just wanted to make a bad joke about that. The Germans <laughs> may have understood it at least. What did what did we 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 have we have K we have T we have. I think it's just K, T, and M. So kids, teens, and mature. I think that's literally the. Oh. 
okay, the US ratings. Isn't there also so. A for E for everyone and uh Oh, yeah, E for everyone. There we go. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Rated? R for that's a movie rating, not a oh, game is it rating. only for Yeah. Mature is for like uh Mature is for movies and also um games, but R is for movies only. PG-13 is movies. Um, teens and kids is games. Yeah. And E for everyone. Although yeah, we have very nice that you already like... had positive effects from gaming in your school life. I kind I of did. really only started using English in gaming. If, if, and if, if really we want to blame... If there's a game for blaming anything, let's blame GTA. <laughs> I d I, can uh, you I believe that I had never, never, ever in my life played GTA? Um, like, did I? I? I have the game and I still haven't even touched it. Like, I, I, I just don't feel attracted never. to kind of games. But like, I, I prefer games that are like... Chill. <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain. Like, I used to play a lot of Pokemon when I was young every pokemon even though it was the same bullshit all over game i didn't mind it was just a chill game to play to train my pokemons and then get really good and pass the stuff then later i realized that you actually had to calculate the stats of your pokemon effort values i had no fucking idea you need a calculator for that i was like Hello, I just play for fun, and I was just—I mean, they made I, it a I lot easier you... now to do that. So they made they made training and like effort values and stats and yeah. everything a lot easier to do. The thing is that for another game that I used to play too, that is called Ragnarok Online, and that also had like a lot of history and mythology and a lot of shit going on. Uh, I used to play the game like really chill and everything, and then I realized when I started getting into like that game really deeply and getting better, that you had to calculate everything, everything in your stats, in your equipment, in your buff, everything. I was like, I, I it feels like I was playing the game completely wrong for the past seven years, and now I just <laughs> discovered how to play the game the most optimal way just by using a fucking calculator that i found online uh, did you did you actually do that then though hmm. yeah because uh, okay i was i was in a guild back in ragnarok online that we were competing mmorpg yes no. it's like a world of warcraft kind I of remember game the name. but way way cuter you know uh... and uh the thing is that I was in a guild that it was like one of the top five, if not top one in the server. And we had to fight against other guilds to kill MPPs and blah, 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 blah. So one of the requirements actually to stay in the guild was to get the equipment, have the best stats, have the best everything, the most optimal uh, dinghies to uh, compete against the others. So I was like, yeah, I want to keep my my permanence here. So I, I had to start calculating shit that I was like, nothing, you know? Uh, it, it was something, uh, I don't know, it was crazy. I never thought that a game could go so deep into math, you know, to 
play in the most optimal way. I I was just playing the game because it was cute, and then I realized that I was calculating shit. If you want math and you want spreadsheets and you want to get really good at spreadsheets, you play Spreadsheet Online, also known as Eve Online. <laughs> um, and uh, the whole point of Eve Online is not even to play the game, but to spin your ship inside of the hangar and watch as skills like slowly after months like actually complete. And meanwhile, you're just playing in a spreadsheet, determining how long it's going to take for you to fly this one ship. And then you fly the ship and then you lose it immediately because you're stupid and you didn't know that people could like murder you. No. To be fair, that's actually never happened to me because I had a, my brother. My brother was like a massive EVE Online player. So he was able to like protect me from being stupid and doing <laughs> stupid things. So I still have characters in EVE Online. They're not active, but. They are pretty, pretty. I can, I can fly the big things, the big ships. But uh, let's move on now after having reminisced in our wonderful gamer nerd days. Oh. And let's talk about um, some not so fun th- memories for Optics. some people. Let's talk about, uh, now that we've talked about fun memories, let's talk about future traumas and current traumas that are going on <laughs> for other people and uh, exploit them for content. <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> if uh, uh, m- Some people may know about it. Some people may not know about it. And that's perfectly fine. So I am here to give you the full rundown of what is going on with Ferox Industries. So if anybody knows, uh, anybody's paid attention to the Track Mini World Tour uh, before we go into these string of tweets, which I will go in um, image by image. Uh, Chris will help me with that. <coughs> no, um, we won't. That's too much. We, we should, though, I think. And you we're not going to read it word okay. for word, but, uh, but yeah, like, yeah. we'll show them. Okay, anyways. <clears throat> so... If for those who have seen Ferox Industries enter into the Trackmania world, it is through the World Tour where they first started out as an APAC team picking up two players. Insert is triggering somebody here in the APAC region, but they were relatively unknown players in the APAC region, and the team did not really perform that well in the APAC region. Um, going forward, they decided to expand into Europe, and they were making a lot of moves, contacting a lot of people in Europe. Um, and eventually picked up a European team with Matuz uh, and Melio, which was a really good duo um, at the time for the region, and they performed really well, um, and they won some money during the regionals as well. During this time, Evo was also involved with Ferox Industries in potentially picking them up or picking them up or working with them to... Um, make a jersey design with them and everything uh because we're even to this day we are still looking to uh get jerseys for evo we haven't even got to that point yet because xp evo has kind of like derailed that plan but uh evo is still to this day looking for uh jersey and merch company and yeah we were looking at ferox because it's like okay it's it's within trek mini it's within the community let's support somebody within the community that makes the most sense so we tried to get in contact with Banshee, who is the CEO. And Banshee it was kind of hard to get a hold of. We were able to try to like get a meeting together and everything. And this is from my perspective, and then we'll go into Omla's tweet here. Um, so from our perspective, we tried to reach out to Banshee, 
and Banshee's like, okay, we'll set up a factory in Europe and everything so that we can just get the designs, have the designs printed in Europe, and then ship out to everybody in Europe. And we're like, okay, cool. So when that happened, great. So then we try to schedule a meeting. It takes a couple weeks, but we finally get a meeting scheduled. And of course, we're having to coordinate from Europe to Australia to get this meeting together. And it's kind of mainly on his availability rather than me and Atomic's availability. So we finally get the meeting. We get to the meeting. It's like meeting time. Me and Atomic are ready. And Banshee is not there. And I messaged Banshee, Banshee and DM. And I was like, hey, are we still on for the meeting today? And he was just like, maybe later today, bro. I'm having drinks with my friends right now. Um, for some, this may not be a, the biggest deal for me. It is because if you're a CEO trying to make business, I think you would want to prioritize your business and a potential profit Client. and a potential future clients who also has influence in the market that you're trying to get into to, uh, you know, uh, help you spread some money and spread some love. So, yeah, for me, it was a huge red flag when you're when you're foregoing a business call for drinks. Well, that was just one Especially red flag. Actually, if you openly say it like that, like you could have literally just told you an hour before, sorry, right. that if something came up, it would still be kind of unprofessional, but you would be like, oh, you have to tell us why exactly. Like, yeah, if you I wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, okay, we'll up. reschedule. That's yeah, all exactly. I would say. Like sometimes it happens, right? Like sometimes thing, things come up, okay? But <laughs> CEO telling you, yeah, I'm going out having a drink. Yeah, fuck you guys. Let's do it later. Yeah. Uh, well, and <laughs> then the he fuck? didn't even he didn't even respond after that. And after that, I, me and Atomic are like, yeah, forget this guy. We're not going to deal with anything. I was not the only person who was also tr dealing with this. Uh, for those who are in the TM Manager Discord, I won't leak everything because otherwise forever is going to burn to me. Um, but there were some other individuals that also from other teams, I think it was Molotov potentially, or one of the other teams. Um, yes, it was Molotov. Um, Molotov was also trying to work with them for, for, uh, jerseys and merch and everything. Same issue, having a massive difficulties trying to get a hold of Banshee and like, he's not really responding. Um, Funny enough, Banshee is still in the TM Manager Discord, and he's still even in our Discord, but uh, yeah, it was pain. Pain. That's all I gotta say. This entire situation is pain. Let's get into the tweet now. Blamey is saying it's not Molotov, by the way. I don't know who it was. It doesn't matter. It, does. it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter. It's better but there to not say team. the name anyway, yeah. probably. It was, it was with another team, but they were also having issues. Anyways. Um, yeah, so Amla, this is one of the designers <clears throat> that was a freelance designer, and I don't think they even had a contract, to be quite fair, because there was no mention of a contract. Um, I Fortunately, I can't read this from Chris's thing, so I will do my best to uh, try to translate. I can send you the links. Uh, I have the links still in the... Sorry, folks. I got it. I got the link. I'm here now. Uh, give me a second. Woo! All right. So, yeah, unless having uh, trying to contact uh, Banshee here, they set their rates for all the different jerseys that they did for these teams, such as RK Esports, Bandits, blah, blah, blah. Banshee's like, yeah, just send me the invoice and uh, 
uh, we'll get it done. All right. So invoice is sent. Um, and then not even a day later, uh, Omla's asking for if he's going to pay it again. Then three days later, asking for the payment again. Six days later, a full week actually afterwards later, still asking. Still asking again, all the way to the 5th of May. So starting this message transaction from the 21st of April to the 5th of May. Then it gets a little heated after this. Uh, because Omla is wanting to get paid, uh, rightfully so. Maybe in their delivery of ha haggling every other day might not have been necessarily the best choice. Um, but regardless, they are there. You guys can look at the link here. <laughs> you guys can look at. The You're link. welcome. You can look at the link. Enjoy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Shut thank up, you. Bishon. Really mad. <laughs> Bishon molding <laughs> in the chat like a little child. All right. Yeah. So then Benchy's like, can you send me the b bank details May 6th? So this is like two weeks after. And he's still like, uh... oh, and he mentions the fact that he they they have $20,000 in their PayPal account that is locked by PayPal. Um, and they aren't able to access that money. Amla tried to provide a different option like uh, crypto, Bitcoin. Um, and they're like, sure, we'll try, blah, blah, blah. This goes back and forth. They start getting into an argument eventually. Um, and it finally doesn't, Omla puts in a, a like final deadline of like, I'm expecting payment today, the 9th of May. And Banshee's like, uh, nope, sorry. I'll get it. I'll get you on my next payday. Come to May 17th, which is almost two weeks later. And he's still not paid. And he's like, I get paid every second Tuesday. Still not paid. When does he finally get paid? He's he gets paid only $180 out of the 640 that he was owed. And I think he pays finally on the 23rd of May here. And it's just a total hot mess. Afterwards, we get down to the second tweet because he it's a, it's a line of tweets. I think it's two tweets overall. But like it's a first tweet is the whole conversation with him and Banshee. Then we get to the second tweet. And now Banshee is trying to fight back. So he's only paid one hundred and eighty dollars so far out of the six hundred forty. This is Australian dollars, I believe. Um, and now he's like, why would I pay you for these other designs? Um, when I haven't made the sale and it's like you requested the designs from a freelancer. So that means you will typically with freelancers, you have to negotiate payment and most freelancers want their payment up front, whether they do a good job or not. It's a risk. When you work with freelancers, you are, you are rolling the dice. So as a business owner, you should have the brain cells to realize that you're taking a risk and understanding that this freelancer clearly wants their money up front or as they ship the design to you. And he didn't do this. But 
methinks there is more to the story than 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 what you realize. Uh, not from Omla's side, but just from Banshee in general. There, there, there's not really much information outside of that uh, for for this particular instance. What what we see here is a CEO running a merch and jersey design business, and rather than being smart and utilizing your core purpose of your business, which is jersey design. <laughs> One would think that you would have in-house designers to make you designs whenever you request it rather than going to freelancers and you're actually paying more out of pocket for freelancers than you would with just regular designers in-house. Or why would you even start a business without in-house designers? That makes this is the part that just makes no sense to me and why it's like, you know, some people just think that they have a cool business idea and they can make a business. Just because you have an idea doesn't mean you should go into business. You need mm. to know you need to know what you're doing. Like you can't just be like, well, if I do this and this is a high demand, then surely like that high demand will work out for me. But you don't have any proper groundwork laid or any any proper infrastructure. Why do you think it took Evo so long just to become a club? And even then, like we, we really haven't done too much with the club because there's so much groundwork you have to lay for a successful organization. Like you can't just run with anything if you don't have the proper resources to run with it from the get go. I mean, uh, all right, I, I could go further. Um, this is not the only person who is still out of their money to this day. They they have not received the remaining money of the 640, as Banshee has just said. Uh, his last message is, uh, how do I owe you money, haha, at 6.11pm? Uh, um, that is the last uh -huh. message that I received. Uh, something about <laughs> yeah, this business it's... sounds very shady. I wonder if he's actually doing actual business at all, or if it's just a scam like from beginning to end. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty bad scam, and it on sounds top... like a scam, completely. And then he, uh, then Benchy apparently. Okay, so there's a little bit more here that I miss. Benchy tries to go around to some of his customers, and say that uh, the situation with Omla, their their freelance designer, um. Trying to say that Omla's bullying, bullying Ferox. Omla's bullying Ferox into paying four hundred eighty dollars for jobs that hadn't been started yet. The thing is, you start a job the second you request a design. <laughs> so, the job from the designer's perspective has been started. Like when I uh, Droxy's in here, so I can talk with Droxy. Droxy uh, does most of the stuff pro bono for us. Sometimes when we can, and for for our graphics designers, we obviously can't pay them. But when we can, we'll try to like chip them some money when we can. And when I say chip them, I'm saying like 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 twenty five bucks or something. Like maybe a little bit more, but I'm not gonna go into how much we we give our designers. But we give them enough to like show our appreciation to them and like that and that's with a org that doesn't have any money because we know that like to keep people happy to keep designers happy and everything whether they do it out of their goodwill free will or not it is good to show some love back and like take care of your people um there's no care being had here for your what seems to be your solo freelance designer um not an in-house 
nothing. I like the end of that one message. Like, we don't owe him money. We don't owe guy number two money. We don't owe guy number three money. Reminds me of the saying, like, if you run into an asshole in the morning, they are the asshole. If you run into assholes all day long, you are the asshole. <laughs> so, yeah, it, 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 it gets worse. <laughs> like, it's just like, I'm still waiting for my money. Uh, this When is this one? He doesn't have a... Timestamp. You just have times for it. Uh, Banshee, and it's a third. It's a third in the chain, fourth in the chain of tweets that he has. Uh, where Banshee's like, "Okay, have a great day. Uh, I need your contact details to bring in my legal team, bro. If you can't afford <laughs> to pay a freelancer, <laughs> me thinks you don't got money for a legal team. I'm just gonna be real here, like." We haven't even gotten to the part yet where Melly and Matus, they have not received their money. Um, there was an interview with Marcel and was it Matus or Melio? Melio, right? It was Melio. Chris? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. So it was with Marcel and Melio. You can watch that on your own. I'm sure you can find it on Marcel's Twitter. Um, but uh, yeah, he does the interview with them. Melio doesn't get paid or anything. They, he's like out essentially $700 or I think they're both the team t uh, overall is out $700 that should have been paid to them, um, has not been paid to them. So they, they lost out on money. Um, obviously Omla here has lost out on money. And the thing is, even if Omla were to take any legal action there, this is not the first time something has happened where somebody hasn't been paid. <clears throat> we'll go into the other company that also hasn't been paid, but uh, you can sue a company like this all you want to. First off, if you're an international client, like I don't know where Omla is. If Omla is not in Australia, they're even more doomed because international lawsuit for a company like this is, is just, it's, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, even if you're in Australia and you sue this person, um, if it's anything close to any other international financial financial institutions and legal institutions, um, that company can file bankruptcy and essentially like they that person will never see the money at the end of the day. So just so I get it right there, they, no, they, they didn't have any contracts or anything. They just basically had the agreement via Discord chat. There is nothing here that I've seen from his string of tweets that show that he has a contract. Unless if you uh, didn't have a contract, then you're fucked up. Well, I mean, technically, the, according to like, typically, I think Australia has a similar law, but like basically if it's in writing and essentially it counts Discord, if me and Chris or me and another American were to go into writing on Discord and say, I will give you this for this, that is a legally bi a, a binding contract. So I, I like he if I don't pay American designer for X, he can sue me in um small court i forget what we call it um yeah but i can prove to you that i was yeah, drunk writing that message so i definitely <laughs> it, it 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 wouldn't matter that it, yeah you can't that's not a that's not a legal argument they the judge would and that's you, really but... really that's not a legal argument even if it's true it's not a, it's not a legal yeah but argument. if i drunkenly say to you hey can you give me this for five you have you have no proof showing that minutes. you 
you have no proof showing that you were legally drunk at that time. And even then you would be showing gross. I love lawyer stuff, by the way, <laughs> you want to get into legal stuff. I love legal stuff. Um, I don't, but, I think you can prove that depending on the case. Yeah, you, first, you can't prove it. And two, you would still be showing gross negligence. And basically the judge would be like, well, this is a lesson for you. Maybe you should be careful about drinking in the future. And mm -hmm. that's, that's how it would be left. If, yeah. About that, like in that situation with that kind of money. Yes. But like, imagine you would do, something like yeah i'll give you five millions if you design me one one image then uh i think it's more reasonable to say yeah okay mm, maybe you actually were drunk you know Z what i mean zertrov in the it. chat asked a uh, verbal contract so ver uh, if we're saying verb verbal means spoken so in yeah, spoken contracts that doesn't count because spoken anything can be, unless you have a recording of somebody saying something to you like if they have a call and they say that that's a verbal contract you could sue for that at least in the states you could um written is always better that's why everybody says always get something in writing because written yes. words are legally binding can so, i tell a story that is yes, kind of related to this so <clears throat> Back in a few years ago, two, three, three years ago, I was working with a fraction of Claude Nine. It was uh, Bonnie Fufu. Uh, I I don't remember. I don't remember the name of the other YouTuber. And the thing is that I was the one designing the uh, thumbnails, writing the titles, creating new. Uh, video stuff blah 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 and the thing is that at the very beginning they sent me a contract and it says that i will get paid 700 uh, usd uh for the fir very first month to see how we will work out and everything blah blah and i said yeah completely fine and then <clears throat> i was talking with this guy that i was doing the contract with and i asked him hey um this other person that I was working before used to pay me this amount of money. Uh, and I'm doing this for five creators and you're paying me this amount of money that it was 700 uh, USD. And I told him, for this month, we can see how we do, but I want a thousand uh, USD at the end of the month. And I sent him a message on Discord. And he said, oh, you know what? We can talk about this later this week. And the thing is that I was smart enough to send him a message on Discord stating that, that I wanted a thousand uh, USD. And we had the talk and then he said, okay, uh, we can actually pay you a thousand because this was the money that we had st stipulated at first. But since you agreed on the 700, well, we stayed on the 700. But now that you want a thousand, we can step up to the thousand. And then he said, okay, I'm going to send you the contract and you can sign it. So we are only the, in the legality of uh, stuff. And I said, yes, okay, no problem. And then I sent him on Discord a message saying, hey, I'm waiting for the contract that you have to send me that it stipulates that I'm going to be paid 1,000 USD, not 700. That happened. A month passed and we didn't uh, get along with uh, the Cloud9 uh, gang. Uh, I really disliked them, by the way. And I was supposed to be paid. And the guy, they sent me the 1000 on my PayPal. And then the guy 
talk to me and he said, uh, sorry, but weren't we supposed to pay you 700 USD? <clears throat> and I said, mm. no. Surely. Yeah, I didn't say surely. <laughs> and I said, no, we had a talk. I have the Discord messages. I have the two contracts and I have everything that says that you agreed to me on paying me a thousand. And the money was already on my account. So even if they wanted to take the money out of me or me playing dumb and send them the 300 that they sent more, I was like, yeah, no. And Would you even try that? Yeah. <laughs> How stupid is that? They the already is... paid you the money. That's even worse. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Do you think you can convince you? Did they think they can convince you to send it back? Like, oh yeah, guy... uh, you, yeah, you have to give this back to us now. Yeah. The guy Amazing. literally, the guy literally thought that. Okay. We we agreed on seven hundred. Then why did we send you a thousand on your account? And I believe that the other guy that was charge of everything. He, because we, we got into a, a heated uh, argument, he was like, yeah, no, don't pay this bitch a uh, thousand, just pay her the 700. And this guy, he might said to him, oh yeah, I made a mistake and instead of saying 700, I sent a thousand, but I'm trying to get her to pay me the 300 that are missing, you know? But I was like, yeah, no, Fuck you! I it's literally greeting. But if we wasn't greeting on Discord or anywhere, if we only had a talk on Discord, a video, a column on Discord, I would have been I don't know fucked up. You know, they they couldn't even say that or sue me or do something because this was all with a legal team. This was all uh, like. Oh no, it, it was kind of sketchy how the whole situation was being handled, but uh, I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I I tried to play it as smart as I could, uh, and it happened. But like, uh, if, if you're a freelancer, if you're working with people overseas or over the internet or anything, grind everything down, grind everything. Don't be afraid of uh, signing contracts uh, because they will support you uh, whether something goes wrong or or anything. Because th that situation happened and now I'm in a situation where one of my clients, uh, he doesn't want to pay me for uh, work that I have done for him. And I am the person now just like this uh, guy on Twitter on Omla asking them hey pay me because i did this for you but unfortunately i i had a good faith on this person that he would pay because he did it multiple times but now he's just not giving it you yeah, know, he, he's not paying so it's a fucked up i think it's i think it's a good lesson for anybody who's into freelancing work or into contracting mm -hmm. work um a big rule of thumb is that if it seems too good to be true it likely is too good to be true. But if it is real, make sure you get it in writing, like uh, just like my story here. Make sure you get everything in writing. Make sure you have all, all your ducks in a row. If they if you get set a contract, um, you need to go through every detail of that contract. And if you need help, 
then look for legal counsel. Legal counsel is expensive, but there are some lawyers, depending on where you are, that will help you for little to nothing. You um, literally can go on Reddit asking, guys, I have this yeah. and this and that, and people would give you advice on what to do for yeah. free. But don't play dump and don't play low because this this is what at the end it happens. All and know the your time. own worth too. Fucked. Know your own worth too. Like uh, I feel like in some cases there there are some cases where I guess the phrase "know your own worth" can go both ways because some people undersell themselves. And you need to know that it's like, no, I'm doing a work and I and I'm doing good quality and I have the proof to back it up that I am doing good quality. So therefore, I should be making this amount. And then there are other people who are like, well, I've done all this work and I got this one random job, luckily. And even though the customer may have not liked it, I still got it anyway. So therefore, I'm worth X thousands of dollars. And in that case, they need to bring down their expectations and know their worth in that that as well so like you have to know your worth on both ends of the spectrum um and freelance work in general i i applaud anybody who does freelance work because it is extremely risky it is extremely unreliable and it is it, oh. is, it is uh not a field that i personally could ever do but unfortunately most creatives end up having to do freelance work because that is where um the money is for them until they can find themselves a company that's willing to take them on as a contractor. Um, and that's few and far between, unfortunately for most freelancers. So yeah, it's props to them for anybody who does that type of work in general. I used to do freelancing work for multiple staff, mainly photography and Jesus Christ, uh, the people that I had to go through the clients that I had to had because they would say one thing, they would ask for another thing, and then you're like, ah, if I lose this client, if they say bad things about me, I'm probably going to lose even more. And then you are struggling in the month, and then you're like, oh, I need five to six clients this month so I can uh, get the amount of money that I need. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a mental. To be a fucking freelancer is mental when you it's only yourself you have to be your own boss your own legal team your own marketing team your own everything and it's exhausting yeah. i'm really happy that i stopped being a freelancer now i just take whatever it comes uh, through a third party uh stuff so i just take whatever i want to take and they they manage everything if, if something goes wrong I don't have to go through customer support anymore. Yes. Yeah. God damn it, that is horrible. True. Uh, this is not the only thing that uh, we have on for the docket for um, this topic. Uh, not the only shady orc. Not oh, the boy, only we got shady more orc. than one. And speaking of <laughs> freelancing, uh, Chris, I sent you a Twitter link. Hopefully you can pull that up. Um, I mean, to be fair, gaming is all of uh it's, shady it's it comes it comes yeah. it comes with the territory right when you're especially in track mania like track mania i also come from uh, and we talk about all the time i come from league of legends i also come from smash brothers and smash brothers like you want to talk about cesspit of orgs like smash brothers it especially back then and now 
I want I would say it's calmed down for the most part. But at the beginning of Smash Bros, especially when it was like kicking off and everything, like there was a lot of shady orgs that would pop up there and like I even worked for one for like uh, when I say worked, I, I really didn't work. I was part of them for like a couple months uh, because I was just trying to get my university club like some sponsors and everything. I was doing whatever I could, just making connections and networking. And I ended up with this one Smash Bros org that had one of the most popular players, Mewtwo King at the time for Melee. Um, and yeah, there or the guy was a hot mess and never again. But uh, yeah, no, it just comes with the territory of esports. And speaking of contractors and everything, um, it was reported by Esports GG not too long ago, August 4th, at the beginning of the month, um, where there were multiple people jumping on the bag bandwagon that uh, there were multiple content creators and whatnot that had not been paid. And the players hadn't been paid. The Rocket League team especially was at the World Championships for Rocket League. Um, they had not been paid any money from their org. Um, kind of embarrassing. I made a tweet even afterwards, um, when this news popped up and I said, you know, I tried to tell you guys, I did not have a good feeling about the G1 org. Um, what do you mean? But they, they invested so much effort into casting Trackmania and yeah, I made a tweet saying that at least Binks and, um, Gwen got paid. Uh, they did not they get paid lucky. either. They did not get paid. Oh, wait, what? Oh, they, did? I, uh, they did not get paid. I thought they did. My my tweet was uh I found fake it good that they did. Yeah, they did not yeah, get minus, paid. Minus minus. Wait, what, how do you like there's this? I, I was notified right? I can... was I was notified that they were not paid, and I can't tell you who my source is, but you can pretty much figure it out by me saying that I can't tell. But um like uh, I, yeah, I was told that they were in fact not paid. Um, for their report you though. Plan. Yeah, cool. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to find that. But you, you, you post way too many tweets. I'm not going to search <laughs> that now. <laughs> I post. I don't post that many. What? Uh, eh, whatever. Whatever. Enough, shorty. Enough for me to be bored of scrolling. <laughs> ah. Mm, okay. Well, yeah. G1 hot mess. Um. Yeah, man, I just like I don't know how you can do this. Well, OK, so this is I also had this conversation last week with on the Cup of the Day podcast with the British Irish guys. Um, and yeah, I will say what I said there. When I see an org coming in with NFL money and immediately or any professional sports money, it immediately throws up a red flag for me. We're also probably going to see that with another esports org currently in Trackmania that is also supported by sports money. Um, and can they just why are exactly the ones that do have money the ones that because they they come in? OK, uh, this is how I, I can at least explain it from yeah, the American version. They come in and they're like, <laughs> I like video games. I played Call of Duty once, bro. Like, that sounds great. I love video games. Like, it sounds fun. I see these esports org owners. They make a ton of money, you know, having built their orgs from the ground up. And I got money already, so, and I got money to blow. So let's go ahead and blow it on an esports org and make a team and everything. We'll be the best. We'll be the best. And we'll get in, like, a franchise. We'll get into all these games and everything. We'll have an empire. You think I'm exaggerating? This no. is literally how they think. 
This, yeah, I, I, yeah. If they are that, but if they are that stupid, how the fuck did they get money Shorty, in the first place? Shorty, it's they are pretty. that stupid. He's a, okay. Yeah. So the CEO. Yeah, but how did they get the money in the first place? See, because how they're professional NFL players, or basketball players, or um, they own a own a professional team. This is where this is where it comes like in. You, you don't even have. I mean, yeah, that happens for the NFL. But it, for example, when I was working with Bunny Pufu and the company, it, dude, they literally went with a pitch to Cloud9 and they were like, hey, we're going to do this and this and that and we're going to sell everything and we're going to earn millions and we're going to be the biggest YouTube uh, managers and blah, blah. And they got a shit ton of money. And I was like, brother, people just give you money if you have the best pitch in the world, basically. That's yeah, it. I mean, and then I, you throw it away or they get greedy. I mean... It, it, I I will wrap myself out like it, it's one of those things where it's like if you know how to talk to people if you know how to sell a turd you can sell a turd and people will buy the turd they'll yes. be like I didn't think I needed a hot steaming pile of crap but now that you now that you've explained it to me and what benefits I could have from it which I, I could I, I could up, I get it. like I I might buy this pile of crap anyways like yeah but that isn't the same is it no it, it's exactly I mean that's the, the other side of it it's the same it really can be the same. Because you can, uh, like, I could go, uh, it's all about selling an idea. You don't have yeah. to sell what's physically there. You have to sell an idea. So, and this is how you get investors. This is how the investor world works. You go, I have this idea that I'm going to start an esports org. I have a, you say, I have a connection to this one guy. You don't you don't get into detail about this connection that you have with this one guy. And this one guy is really successful individual in this industry where I'm trying to make it very vague. Um, so I have this connection with this one guy in this industry. And I'm telling you that I have this really good connection with him and that he is going to be able to help me propel this business. And we're going to make a ton of money. That's all I got to say. The yes. investors are wanting to basically deal out money as quickly as possible and get the return of interest as, as quickly as possible. So they're going to be like, that sounds like a great idea. Cool. Without asking any major questions. They don't know, though, that this relationship that I said that I have with this individual in the industry, I spoke to them maybe once passing them on the street. And but I, I regardless, you took me at my word. And this is what happens. People take each other at their word too much. They don't have any proof to back it up. At least for us, like Evo and the things that I've done when I've done uh, negotiations with like universities and everything, I've had visible proof and viable proof as to why they should invest in whatever project I'm doing. University, for example, I had them invest an initial $80,000 into my esports club because at the time they were looking to bolster their their um, IT engineering mathematics students. They were trying to get STEM students in. That's what we call it. We call it STEM. Um, they were trying to boost those uh, student numbers. And esports and STEM go hand in hand because nerds and nerds, they, they combine their powers and make Captain Planet. But then you have the other side where it's like, okay, I had a plan. I had a vision. I built that vision. I laid it. I laid the groundwork. And rather than letting it fl uh, like flounder and not do anything, I followed through with my word because I had the proof to back it up and had a solid plan. That program that I built, whether I'm not involved with it or not anymore, is still running to this day and was given an additional six figure 
investment on that. They they doubled whatever investment I had initially from it, and they doubled that. And it's a very successful university scholarship program for esports students. Let's take Evo, for example. Evo, me and Chris started it and everything, and uh, the others as well. But like me and Chris started doing a lot of events, and we kind of built it up step by step. I Vemser did not approach me. He just asked me a couple questions about how what what would a land and track mania how would that fare and everything and i gave him an honest answer i said a land is something that's desperately needed in this esports scene and especially one that isn't based only in france because there's limitations to when you host a land in france i don't care if people think it's cringe or not that i say it every time but i do not like having lands in france because of how restrictive they can be specifically when it comes to the spectator experience. If you want people to come to your land, you need people to feel at home at, at home and in, and be able to grab something from the experience. When you're culturally and linguistically blocked off from experiencing something, it's going to not it, unless there's a big money like Ascension, that's that's literally the only reason why people would show up to Ascension. If Ascension didn't have the money and it didn't have the backing, people wouldn't go to it. Outside of that, uh, and it's the Raiders, so like you have the history there, so people are going to go to it for that. Outside of that, though, the, it's it's a French event that is culturally and internationally cut off from the rest of the community. So yes, there is profit in having a, a in the land in Germany where it's going to be an international speaking and community land. So we yeah, transfer- going back to the the the, the main topic. Yes, People I'm trying to. In this industry, they sell you an idea to investors. Investors say yes, they see like some gold in that idea. They give you the money and then you Then they don't follow up if the idea they but just, just yeah, ask your budget. They don't follow up. But the thing is that it, it, here's happening something really like big sus is that they follow what they say, but on the minimal part, you know, so they can still get more money from the investors. For example, if I said that I will, um, I don't know, get like five franchises on different games and blah, blah, and you get those five and you show them, hey, I got them five, but you're not paying the players. That doesn't fucking matter because you told the investors that you will get the franchise. So the players, they don't mind. They, it doesn't matter. And I know this because when I was into the scene in League of Legends Latin America, it happened at all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. All it, there's, and, and the worst thing is that there is no one, no one that uh, fiscalizes this kind of stuff. You know, no one checks how the players are well-being, if they are getting paid, what are the conditions of living, what are the conditions of uh, working, like playing and everything. Nothing, nothing of that happened. And then we have situations like this where investors get give the money to the organizations and the players don't get paid because basically there is no law there's no i i believe if as far as i remember from latin america at least there there was no law there was no nothing that would keep the players secure on uh, on their stuff even a contract didn't mean anything so to me seeing this in the, the esport environment is not even a big surprise 
it's like yeah it happened once again and the worst thing is that as 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 far as i know brother it always happens with uh, american organizations or mm-hmm. well as as far as i know latin american organizations that uh, that happens with european organizations too there was eight well if uh, i mean it does happen with actually yes it does happen with uh european organizations there was um I think they were called millennium they were an eu team for a while um they didn't pay their players uh i think there was super hot crew they also didn't pay their players there was also i think copenhagen wolves also had some issues paying out their oh, players yes. um then you have uh more recent... but having issues paying your players and not paying your players is not necessarily the same thing well, no, they, no play, they, it's straight up no players. play your players. You're not wanting yeah. to play your players is, is yeah. a problem. But um, there was also, I know e- esports-wise, there was a hu- huge drama with, and if anybody remembers, H2K and the European League of Legends scene, where the oh, CEO basically that. the CEO basically threatened one of the players' moms. Uh, like, oh, I hit that, yeah. Yeah, it, it, so it was Sven Skarin, who's been in NA ever since then. Sven Skarin was going from H2K all the way to TSM at the time. And Sven Skarin was basically threatened by the CEO. His name was Rich or whatever. And he was uh, basically like, if you don't take this deal, I'm going to tell your mom, basically. For real? What the fuck? Yeah. It was so cringy. It was like, I'm going to tell your mom and your mom, like, I know your mom's not doing really uh, well health-wise. And I doubt she's going to want to hear the fact that her son is uh, not not following through on his promise. Yeah, it was crazy, bro. It was legit crazy. That is mental. I if you guys here... ever want, you guys can Google H2K rich drama and I'm sure it'll pop up somewhere. But yeah, when that when that popped up on Reddit, it was it was spicy. I love I love old esports drama. It, it's so good. <laughs> I mean, what it was mainly it, it wasn't even that far away. Like back in time, it was kind of recently, and people just tend to years? forget. It was, it's no 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 H2K. That was like ten years ago. That was like oh. 2014. I mean, there's always something in one game with, with young people as well, sometimes getting, you know, especially with the age. I, mean, I was I mainly wondering in... if people are so smart to get, the, I mean, obviously you have to be smart to be to, like to, to talk to investors and get investors to invest yeah. into your idea, right? And then what I was mainly wondering is if they are smart enough to get like that kind of money and be, be well enough to talk people into it, how can you not see that if you literally pay nobody none of your players host events and don't pay people that win those events that this is obviously going to cause an issue i mean there's no way out of that situation right like no the thing is that you can get out of the situation and okay listen because this happened with an organization in in latin america that is is called klg klg as, as we say and they were them, like a really good organization at the very beginning. I, I got to meet the CEO, everything, blah, blah. Yeah. The thing is that they start doing the same thing, getting money and not paying their players. And the yeah, thing is that everyone, everyone knew, you know, that they weren't playing their players. They get in the contracts. The, the gaming house was like the shittiest shit ever. But they were still in their franchise. They were still getting the money. And there were even a few players that still wanted to play for them. So I was like, brother, you don't remember what happened in like last season. 
that they literally didn't pay anyone. They are still in legal issues, but they are still there. They are just still there. Yeah, so, well, it's one of those things where it's like you're uh, the the CEOs are looking out for themselves. The people who have the business idea are are or the peer. The, they're basically pyramid schemes. Let's be real. They're basically uh, these. Uh, some of these esports orgs are 100% pyramid schemes where it's yes. like they they take they they mm. get investor money and they take it and run with it. I worked for a internship which was a tournament software platform which was almost kind of it wasn't the same thing but basically this this guy he I didn't I didn't realize it as it was happening but he was actually younger than me and he was a CEO of this startup company, this tech company. But I was still a college student, he wasn't. Um and he had this little uh, tournament software esports platform called Duel, and I was working for them as like a collegiate ambassador. And they sent me to—they did cool stuff. They sent me on trips and everything, so they paid me in a way. They sent me on trips and did cool things. But they got a ton of investor money. I'm talking like a crap ton of investor money. And like, I know he was paying his developers quite a bit of money and everything. But after a while, he just like pulled out and took the money with them and everything. And it wasn't like for him, it was a smart business decision and I don't hate him for it. But, and he, he did it the right way. He made sure everybody was taken care of. But at this, uh, but at the end of the day, he was like, you know what? We're going to have to shut down the business. You guys are going to have to find a new job. And that happens all the time in business, whether you like that or not. Um, but as far as the esports. Even that doesn't necessarily happen. Where it's just like he at least paid the people before he dipped he out. He at least did it to the legal yeah. way. He, he oh, did it to it. Most people yeah. didn't even get paid. Like, but uh, <laughs> let let let's refocus on G one here. So yeah, they're not paying, and amidst all of this drama, people not getting paid, the Rocket League team not getting paid, the Trackmania team, other teams not getting paid. Oh, by the way, can you please? Uh, maybe some people don't know, but what does G one stands for? Gamers first. Gamers okay, first. Okay, you can continue. <laughs> yes. Gamers first, but not uh, but not in the real sense. Anyways. Uh, yeah, in the midst of all this, they announce that they are building a multi-million dollar training facility for gamers first. <laughs> I wish I was making this up. Right? Uh, why would... How? Why? <laughs> I wish I was making this up, man. Um... Yeah, this is what happens when you have NFL money, bro. Um, hey, we you don't have... pay you, but you can come to our training facility now. Yeah, homie's gonna yeah. homie's gonna invest an initial amount, but then he's not gonna invest anymore. But he's still gonna be the CEO, and he's gonna rake any profits that come in. I'm trying to find the image to share with Chris to show where is it. It's into the bin. There we go. Uh... Did any happen? everywhere the same fucking bullshit it's so it's... funny too i mean maybe oh, I like can it's give not funny but it's it's funny yeah, i can maybe give a positive so example of a trackmania org i was uh like scrappy asked me once for an event to build a map for him for that event and uh we didn't negotiate any money i didn't really i mean i kind of expected to get paid something because i know that scrappy and and, and sprout in general just don't let you work for free, but I didn't know any amount. We didn't agree on anything. And then he asked me at the end, yeah, how much do you want? 
And that was already the first problem to some degree because I don't fucking know how much this worth. I've never done this before. People getting paid for maps is something that doesn't really happen in Trackmania anyway. So I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess around like, I mean, I, I just say it doesn't, it's not a problem. I, th I just said, well, it's, it wasn't really, it was like a 20 second map that did some basic scenery, it didn't take me that much. I was like, yeah, 50 euros probably a, a, a pretty decent, decent, you know, like I I, I thought I made, made like five hours of work or something like that. And mm -hmm. I felt like, yeah, 50 euros is, is a decent price. You could ask for more technically, but I felt it was okay. And uh, yeah, then then Scrappy told me, yeah, uh, my uh, my manager guy told me to just send you double of whatever you're gonna tell me. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so, actually that's actually so cute. That's really, that was really nice. So this isn't three hours ago, but this is when the image was posted. But yeah, uh, literally as in the middle of this drama being announced, <laughs> she went announces multi million dollar HQ facility in Texas. <laughs> uh you can't get it and then i sent chris uh i sent you another thing where the ceo responds um to all the hey so g1 announces a tweet is like we hear your concerns and we're working on it guys you know at least they have a pr guy that's like it's like crap how am i gonna fix this even though this is a sinking ship waiting to happen and the ceo comes out okay for anybody who doesn't know kenny vaccaro was vacaser i don't know vacacaca for all i care um, he is a former professional NFL player. I think he played for the Green Bay Packers, I think. Um, but honestly, kind of a no-name NFL player for me. This but... is still PR. Yeah. Any Anyone who knows me knows this. Me nothing means more to me, family, and G1. I've sacrificed countless hours of personal finance to support the community we built together. Journey has not always been easy, blah, blah, blah. I've given my heart and soul. Stepping away from the NFL. Stepping away from the NFL to focus on G1. Why well, ain't been focusing enough, my guy? He then posts, on, like, later on. I don't have the link. I'm not going to go find that because this topic is boring now to me. But, like, the he posted a 17-minute video basically saying nothing. And... He tried to, I, I, from what I remember, there were some juicy parts in the comments that highlighted the fact that he was trying to pin the blame on other people taking advantage of him. And I can, I, I'll, I'll give two arguments to, to being taken advantage of. I do think it happens. I do think it can't, people can be taken advantage of even people with a lot of money, especially people with a lot of money. Um, for example, the players of G1, what? Uh, right. Or or the <laughs> fact, I mean, like, if if we want to get into the nitty gritty, I don't want to comment on uh, Savage's uh, mental IQ, but most NFL players get into the NFL because they're only good at one thing, and that's playing football. They do not need to necessarily have the highest IQ to play football. What? But isn't football kind of... Super strategic as well you, everybody has a role that they have to play and if you're a linebacker you go to you you tackle the qb or you protect your qb it's really like strategy yes but like there there are only certain people who have to in football that have to really focus hard on the strategy usually everybody has a singular role 
and they play their role. It's just like in Counter Strike, where it's just like every uh, or Counter Strike's probably not a but a good way to say. It. But let, let's Legends, take it okay. League of Legends. You have your AD carry. AD carry is probably one of the dumbest roles in, in League because you literally are to farm, support your team, provide DPS. That's it. You you listen to your team. You're you're the hoe of your team, and you just do whatever they tell you to do. Like that's 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 the role of an ADC, and I say that with love because I am also an ADC man. Um, but like, it's, it's basically the same thing in football. So, okay. But I, okay. One second. I agree to disagree with the football that you, I mean, yeah, people are not the most brilliant when playing football. I mean, American football, because we call football to something else, but, uh, you also need a lot of a shit ton of decision making in a fraction of a second. So there's something that comes with it. But yeah, I agree that they are not the most brilliant people in the earth. So yeah, there is a reason why. Well, we're, we're talking because football. I have not watched a singular football game, and I don't. I probably never will. I just know that. I'll well, just I have never watched any of that because when I, think when I see professional. When I see professional athletes, at least in America, the thing is our culture glorifies athletes we have this weird like glorification of celebrities and athletes and everything yeah. and yeah. intellect is not on the high priority list for many of these fields so it like i'm sure he's i'm sure i'm not saying he's stupid i'm just saying that if he is not used to being in a business you're you're an nfl player just because you have a lot of money does not mean you are capable of making smart business decisions you made money because you played for a team that pays wazoos like you were good at what you did and you got paid millions of dollars because nfl rates are insane like the idea is what i'm trying to say is that like just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean that you're necessarily qualified to run an org and yes i could see as a to him that he could have been taken advantage of and i would actually like to pivot away from g1 I mean, and focus on somebody who was a professional player but who was a very smart businessman that was in the esports scene for a while but was treated terribly and was taken advantage of was rick fox when he made his esports org echo fox rick fox was a former nba player and he had mm -hmm. a very successful org. He is what he is the man that I believe leveled up esports and brought it to where it is today in terms of the investor s section that he had. He had a passion for esports. He understood, he wanted to, and he understood the esports community and the needs for it. And he was the one that brought in the initial interest from other professional players to be like, you know, esports is going to be booming. It's going to be a very financially beneficial um, the financially booming markets if we do it right. And he, he, he understood the risks that came with it. But what happened is that he was taken advantage of and he had the situation with Echo Fox is terrible because he had an investor that basically just screwed him over completely. He had an organization that like didn't necessarily do their due diligence. He had, the money, but he didn't have the staff to properly run an esports org in the way that they should. Payers got played and everything, but overall, like their staff, the team was not the most successful in a lot of the games. It was just due to the fact of poor, poor staff quality. And so overall, the esports economy and the esports ecosystem and community really just failed Rick Fox. And now he's not even in esports anymore. So there was a time for esports. I feel like that had like really 
high potential. And I think esports can have a high potential, but it's mudded with orgs like these, these orgs that want to make, make a flashy scene, want to be out there and want to do this big, cool thing, but yeah. they don't understand why esports exists in the first place. They don't care to understand. They just think video games are cool. I like video games. Let's make a team for it. End of rant. Welcome. To, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, I will not charge you, but I expect you to attend XB Evo. Um, says that the esports environment is a really fragile environment. Uh, it is. I mean, there there is still in in the efforts. So how you say? It's it's in baby steps. Even though it has been like twenty years already to esports scene and everything that you see, but as esports as like if you say like as a football like a champions league or something like that i think the esports is still in like baby e steps and we e need organizations yeah because and, e and we need organizations to fiscalize is that the word i don't know but to check over what's uh, on the contents being made or where uh, the well-being of the players well-being of the staff uh, well-being of everyone that is participating within the, the organization because if you don't have that yeah then well, again it, it's slightly happens it, it's it's also it, and then it comes down to another topic i'm not going to go too deep into it but it also comes to another topic of governments and countries uh like they're if if they have proper legal action for these esports orgs and esports teams protections for uh, legal protections for these individuals where they were actually treated like actual business entities. Germany still yes. to this day does not recognize esports. Um, As a German, I was about to say, like, what is e what is esports? Yeah, is exactly. The, law, the laws are so behind in time with what's happening. Yeah. You know? So you cannot, the thing is that many people cannot be taken accountable because there's no law that it's for this type of shit, you know? So. Oh my God. Oh my god! I just remembered something. Did you see or did you did you notice that what what there was this uh, to the Olympic Games the, for the first time they did like esports kind of Olympic games, right? Oh yeah, where they played Just yeah. Dance. Where they played, I mean, Just we, Dance is actually they... one of the proper. Like Just Dance is actually one of the good ones, but some of those games, I think they were like literally built for it, or like super new. Nobody knew about the game beforehand. Like that was they literally like their interpretation of esports was taking a, an actual physical sports, but as a video game. Like that was so stupid because those games they were just some random as games. Like Just Dance at least has an actual esports scene to some degree. I remember at Gamers Assembly, for example. There was like an, a contest as well for like Just Dance. It's not the biggest scene, obviously, but at least it already existed. But when you, it's it, 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 uh, it could have how, been so good. How it is could have just, been so big. Hold on, wait. How is, does no, Just it, Just Dance have a proper esports scene when the I mean, game? I don't know if you want to call it esports scene, but they do have tournaments. When the game have, still has I mean, accuracy if, if issues with its controls. If a game has tournaments, there is esports. That it is how it is. The thing is that I remember for this Olympics kind of stuff that they, because they got asked, why didn't you include like League of Legends or CSGO or Valorant, whatever. And they said that they chose games that went along with their values and, uh, and, and stuff with what Olympics is, you know? 
because you, you cannot have. I guess uh, that's true. You couldn't have a shooter. People. Like it wouldn't make like uh, people may think it's dumb, but it's not. It doesn't make sense to have a violent game. I can understand the Olympics, some degree, yeah, but it, it even then, they sense, don't even have like know? something like Rocket League. Yeah, you can yeah, have Rocket, Rocket League. League is the, is I mean, Trackmania. Trackmania. Yeah. Wait, Trackmania is going to be at the Olympics. Yeah, yeah but that's remember, something different. Not that's for really. the French. It's not the Olympics. It's like it's a not the side Olympics itself. The Olympics. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like a side a side esports a thing. Like the esports is still not an Olympic sport yet, but like it is. It, there is a esports event. That Do you is think going it will ever be? Esports. You... I've seen multiple. I've like Asia has definitely tried to include it in their Asia um, Olympic games or whatever. I no, I don't think so. I and think it's why. always going to be its own separate event. It's always going to be its own separate thing, and that's okay though. The people that are in charge right now, there are fucking boomers that have no fucking idea of what the junk it's doing. Yeah, no. But it would like make more sense to have an Olympic we are of old and we can be in that position. I think yes, you know. But right I, now, with how it is now, they, they have no idea. They don't even know how Wi-Fi works. Okay, so it would make more sense to have like an Olympics of esports, which is essentially what IEM used to be or is or whatever. Like, it, it would you make mean, more sense to have that. You and VCG, not IEM. Yeah, basically, just like a massive. Uh, massive Olympics where you have all your games and each game has like you're representing countries and that would that would make more sense than yeah anything else but to coordinate that and to get people down to invest in that we're not at that point to because when you when you like every esport has tried national team competitions before Overwatch tried it for a while and like it just never worked out like usually most teams would all the teams would be super heavily unbalanced and it would unless you were like a korean or chinese team <laughs> so like your teams would just be like super unbalanced and it was it would it would be a yikes so yeah, and trackmania kind of was germany versus france each year yeah, I mean, Osu still does I mean, it, it to this day. Like and Osu, I will say Osu is probably the only esport that has successfully done like the nationality thing. Yes. Yeah, um, they do. But they're such a small esport that it's kind of like, yeah. What but... about Tetris? Tetris? Tetris is really. Tetris is amazing. I Tetris love Tetris. Online, how you watch the, the, the championship of that shit? Jesus Christ. I own, like, I've watched videos about it, but not the actual championships themselves. It's really stressful to watch. Like, I can't imagine how stressful it is to play that, but to watch it, it's like, oh my god, it's, it's, it's way too far. I cannot keep with that. Do you know what is also stressful? What? The fact that in less... In three weeks, it will be XP Evo. What? And in three weeks exactly from today, uh, we will be doing a Dropped Gears podcast at Xperion. Oh my uh, god! It's going to be so stressful. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for those who watch us right I now... I like to do live presentations, to be honest. Yeah, we're we're gonna have a live show. We're gonna have well, we're doing a live show, but we're gonna have a live live show in person. Um, I think we can let have let you guys be an audience if you'd like. It'll be at eight o'clock, or we'll try to have it at eight o'clock. 
um, at Experion, um, and we'll we'll be doing it on stage. So I'm. It would be cool to have a live audience to have people, you know, throw tomatoes at us or something. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be doing drop cures in three weeks at XP Evo. Um, I can't we... even eat that. That's so cool. I know. Just thinking about that, it's like, wow, we can have people. We can interact with the chat, you know. So, it's um... uh, it's it's still hard for me to believe. I'm still, yeah, I'm I'm in an alternate reality right now. But for XP Evo, everybody here has already knows what XP Evo is about. I doubt if you're watching and you don't know what XP Evo is, um, I'm sorry, but you need to figure it out right now. <laughs> Go to our Discord and find out the information because I opened up an event info tab, which apparently bugged Discord and wouldn't load for people. So we fixed it today. You should be able to see it now. Um, the event info channel I just added to our Discord um well chris added it today actually but uh it has a basic information of where what the times are for the check-ins what the side events are going to be parking peripherals if you need them or not list of tournament participants everybody's been asking what the participants are and we finally have a google doc that you can look at and see who all the participants are and also we have the price pool which is 5500 euros and the divvying up we will have a top 12 payout for the price pool um, and if anybody notices from the price pool compared to Tracadia, we've essentially doubled everything, um, minus maybe like those who are finishing the middle. But um, the first place price pool is doubled. Second and third are also somewhat doubled. And uh, there were only six winners for Tracadia, and there are 12 winners now. So that's also doubled. Price pool doubled. Winners doubled. Dings are doubled. Also, attendance is doubled. Um, we can go ahead and say now that we have over 300 attendees, ticket holders, and that is not including the free VIP, uh, invited VIPs, which will be, which are some of the pro players and influencers, as well as staff. We have about 30 some odd staff working for XP Evo. Um, and then we have around 25 ish invited VIPs or invited individuals. So not all of them are VIPs. So we're already at, we're, we're almost already at 400 people at this point, which is kind of crazy. So yeah, thank you guys so much for supporting us and everything. I think it's going to be, I hope the event's going to be really, it go really well. I hope it's going to go smoothly. I'm expecting something to break, but you know what? As long as everybody's understanding that like impatient with us and everything, remember, as long as it's not me that breaks. Yeah, yeah. Shorty doesn't have to break. break. Uh, Shorty and Lime, if I haven't mentioned already, I think I have, but uh, Shorty and Lime, they're going to be joining me as uh, analysts, and they'll be doing post and pre-match anal analysis with me in the hosting area. So, yeah, that's going to be really fun. We're going to we're we're going to have podcast every day. <laughs> All Actually, day, yeah, it's going to be a whole weekend of podcasts us talking whatever thing and uh, a little bit of the competition that's gonna be great also yeah uh in also that, in case you still need tickets over our friends at into the bridge are raffling two oh, true, vip true, true. tickets to give away yes, for XP. so uh if you want them uh follow itv esports retweet the tweet and tag a friend in the comments we want to join you at the 
XP evil. So go ahead. Can I participate and give the the, the things to get your staff? Why do you? I know. Gecko <laughs> didn't buy the VIP ticket. Uh, well, so. then have him have him do the thing. Yeah, that's ah oh, okay. He has oh, okay. He has to do. <laughs> yeah, he has to follow. He has to retweet and he has to tag a friend. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna tag me. <laughs> yeah, tell him to tag somebody else. Oh. I mean, tag a friend. You can't just. I'm not gonna. Say. I think it's. I think it's funny that they think we have friends. Yeah. Why it's Aren't always like a friend? I have no one. <laughs> I, I, ju I just take my my second account. <laughs> I don't have He's friends. I only friend. have lovers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Surely. That's cool from ITB though. I know I know the situation behind it, but basically uh they they got they had two extra VIP tickets because um originally there were two individuals that were supposed to attend um from staff from ITB and uh they unfortunately are not going to be able to make it. So they're like, "Okay, we're going to raffle off two tickets." And so, yeah, get your get your VIP ticket if you can. Um, some people that are saying they're attending have still not bought their tickets. Speedy, I'm looking at you. He's not watching. He doesn't ever watch our podcast, really, man. Um, but yeah, you guys still need to get your tickets. We still have tickets available. And yeah, I like that's... that this Kuna said, "Tag someone from G1." <laughs> <laughs> Tag Savage. Good one. Yeah, good one. Yeah, good, good. Good, good. All right, so now Someone in the chat said, "I hope Riyalo will come as well." <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. You know, I've thought about Imagine. that before. Imagine. I've thought about oh that. I thought about that at Trackadia. I was like, "What if he shows up somewhere?" That would be weird. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. That but... would be very weird indeed. But would also. Yeah, no. Well, the the thing weird. is, how would Mainly people react? That uh, the, the my my main concern about him, at, at, like if he ever did do something like that, how Some... would people react? Is the question. <gasps> I mean, usually people you would, would say like, with no the Trackmania community, nothing happens. But in that situation, who knows? Like, would there be anger? Would there be like booing? Or would there be like, oh my gosh, he's back? Or like would nothing? Like... him as a caster. Rio. <laughs> <laughs> I think if he would, if he would actually attend, I think people would just constantly make bad jokes about slow mo. Hey, I think that's yeah. what the trick maniac community. If he attended, oh they would if, just meme. If if they if he attended, all he literally would have to do is just uh, just be like, "I'm sorry." Oh my god! Do you know those T-shirts from Nadeo that you get with like the booster on it and stuff like that? Imagine he comes and. <laughs> <laughs> and we have some t-shirt with a slow mo. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. So new new segment. I, I will time. literally take a, a picture with him. You know? Here with the biggest esports cheater of the world. Yes, yes. Hey, I would have Riyalu come. He would just need to understand that I would probably request that he publicly apologizes to everyone because that's yeah. the only way he's going to continue in this community. Until he apologizes. Nah, I think he's long gone from the community. But yeah, he's long gone, so. Since we don't have a Q&A segment, I just want to throw a question at you really quick. Uh, there's a question regarding the TMX speed mapping thing. Have we figured out a way to make it work or not? 
the I have not heard from Ozone, so that is up to Ozone. the The initial plan Ozone had expanded beyond the time limit that he had. Um, this is sadly, unfortunately, not only an issue with his event, but some of the side events, some of the organizers were not aware or didn't really catch on that these side events were meant to be in an hour block because we kind of have a tight schedule um, with the events and everything. That's why we don't have a full on side tournaments, but they kind of were acting as if it was a full on side tournament. I was like, no, no, these are meant to be like fun side events during our breaks because the production needs a break. And, but the people will probably still want to do something in between those breaks. So let's have like a side event for, for those, especially the basic ticket individuals. Like we said, we would allow them and everything to join during the breaks. So, um, yeah, that'll be that for some of these events, side events, we will probably have to open up signups, um, because, 300 people are not going to be able to play all at once. <laughs> there is no way. Um, and most of these events will probably be capped at like a hundred. So um, we don't even like, I don't even know if we'll have a hundred PCs like for everybody. I know we have 64 downstairs for the tournament reserved. Um, and that's not including the other PCs that are reserved for VIP, which aren't really that many. So you have 64 PCs. That's really what's reserved for the tournament players. Um, and then you have the PCs up top, which is about another 40 to 50. So you have about 100 in total. But those 40 to 50 upstairs, unless we get the entire venue to ourselves, those will be open to the wider public. But um, yeah, and just I, I like I'll explain it here and I'll have to put it in like a FAQ or anything. But hopefully everybody who has a tournament tournament ticket understands that like the free play for tournaments is not going to be open until Saturday because we have so many people to churn through. We have about 180 people, so we may have one less wave on Friday, but like those people are going to need, need to be able to warm up and we're going to have to herd cattle in and out of those PCs until saturday where we start eliminating the field because once we start eliminating um then we can open up pcs for free play so just so everybody's aware of that um we'll, we'll try to get these people kicked out of the tournament as soon as possible um, i also have a question are we able to play those side events yes Okay. Yeah, of course. Why not? I mean, we can't play the main event, obviously, because uh, yeah, of course, it's, it's difficult to analyze yourself. Well, Nitro. <laughs> so, uh, so Nitro was initially uh, uh, posted to be like on the analyst thing with me, but he wanted to play, and I told him I was like, "You're gonna have to do one thing or the other," and he still wants to play, so that's why he's playing. Because um, no. you can't, you can't do both. There's no time to it's do both. <laughs> yeah, how would you do that? Yeah, I d uh, yeah, I don't know how people some people think like I'm not saying Nitro thought that, but like I don't know how some people think that they could do both, but there's physically no way. So you can't play at the analyzer desk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing right now. Shut up, Import. We could do the post match analysis later. And what do you mean? Wow. What you think about Massa's performance? I'm I'm, I'm trying to. to I'm to trashing his face right now. The guy's such a <laughs> yeah. garbage can, bro. Like what the heck? <laughs> yeah. 
So, all right, it's time to do our last segment of the day. It is old school versus new school. Lime has uh, does has not experienced this yet, no. but Shorty knows what's about to happen. Yeah, the so most stressful partner. So I will give you three topics. Uh, we'll go one by one. And this is like... Shorty is old school because he is the old school Trackmania player. So he always gets the old school side. Lime, you are the new school since you are more of a TM2020 player. Um, even though you played TM before, right? You played TM before 2020. No, right? this is my very first TM. Okay, so yeah. Baby's life. first game. All right, got it. So the... It is definitely old school versus new school. And for the first topic, <laughs> just to kick it off, because I'm glad you answered that question, honestly. Can I say me. something? I just want to quickly say, uh, you know, the, it kind of sounds fun doing this, and it was a lot of fun, but I get, I, get, I went out of it, and I was still thinking about it in my head. <laughs> you could have maybe said this, you could have maybe said that. And like one week later, I'm still here like, oh man, last week, if only you would have said that point. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> Yes. I'm not, I'm not right. ready to discuss, you know? I used to be in the debate team in my school. Yeah, it was what? bad. Now. Wait, what? Oh, I'm she's been in the debate team. What do you mean I'm playing Ooh, against a professional? You're doomed. Okay, Shorty wiped the floor <laughs> with Tobol yet, uh, last week because Tobol was not used to be it uh, defending his points. So the rule of old school versus new school is the fact, that, or TM Boomer versus Slime, that works too, um, is that you will be given a side of an argument, whether you believe it or not, but you are representing not just yourself, but also your generation of uh -huh. player. Mm -hmm. And you have to defend yourself in a minute and 30 seconds and give a convincing argument. At the end of both arguments, I give a point to whoever I find has the most convincing arguments. I will not give you a point if you make an, a false statement. So make sure that your statements are somewhat correct. Uh, Shorty, for example, lost his uh, ice argument because he called the ice community small and said bobsleigh was boring. And those were just <laughs> arguments like... What do you like... mean? <laughs> bobsleigh definitely is boring. No, but it, 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 money is it's really difficult because my knowledge on Trichomania is tiny. Yeah, this is good. This is good. This is great content then. All right, so first question is going to be... <clears throat> What campaigns overall were better? Were the campaigns in Trackmania Nations Forever better? Or were the campaigns in TM2020 better? Shorty, obviously. This is why I asked you what your favorite game was. Because you are going to defend the campaigns of Trackmania Nations Forever. And Lime, you are going to convince us why the tr campaigns in Trackmania 2020 are better you don't have to focus no, on the most recent campaigns but campaigns over a uh, <laughs> campaigns overall you don't have to focus on the most recent campaigns because they're <laughs> so <laughs> you have you have to defend nadeo <laughs> all right so i am going to give old school the first turn and Shorty, you have a minute and 30 seconds to defend why Trackmania Nations Forever has the best campaigns compared to TM2020 in a minute and a half. And your time starts now. All right. Uh, Trackmania Nations Forever, obviously, um, 
the first, or well, I mean, kind of the second edition of the stadium environment, which is by far the best environment, obviously, since TM2020 is also stadium. Uh, naturally, the campaign was very important back in the day because that was your introduction into the game. That is still the introduction into the game also with new people. So focus on campaign is very important. Um, campaign in Nations Forever was really good. It was very diverse. It had some quirky maps here and there, but they... They're very interesting. They had a very good mix of difficulty. Like they had really difficult maps, but also very easy maps. Something that the new campaigns in the new uh, game is really doing exact like really wrong. Like you don't really have difficult maps anymore, and the styles are kind of, uh, you know, you don't have very interesting maps anymore. And one thing that makes the campaign in Nations Forever a lot better is the fact it's still played by today. People are still hunting it. And I think that is a statement for how good they are. And if you don't believe me, just think of EO5. That's just just EO5. Like, what can you say against EO5? It's amazing. Okay. How much in am I? I don't have a timer. By you, you, apparently, Chris can't put ninety seconds on it, so uh, he, you basically filled up your ninety seconds. Okay. uh, I thought Hmm. it would be about time. Yeah. So you had you had about fifteen seconds to spare. All right, line. It is your time to defend TM2020 campaigns and why it is better than Shorty and dismantle him. You have a minute and 30 seconds, even though it says two minutes on the clock on the stream. And your time starts now. One thing is that we don't have landing back in TM2020. That you have a shit ton in the TMNF and all the games back then in the day. As, As far as I know. In TM2020, you have uh, more diversity. It's a cather to the new players and also the old players. I mean, there is a reason why most of the community is is, is playing TM2020 and not TMNF or all the other games. Also, um, wait, I forgot the other thing that I wanted to say. Uh, I, Shorty said that we don't have uh, uh, maps that are difficult or as difficult as in TMNF. That is uh, that is not true. Don't you remember all the 20, uh, 21 tracks of the past campaigns that were quite difficult to play? There were many that me- most of the people couldn't even get the A-team at all. So I think that is uh, a great valuable point. And also, we have more platforms or surfaces to play in. So I think that that is um, one of the biggest uh, difference and what it makes it better on Ten seconds. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, you did make a false statement at the very beginning. There are landing bugs in Trackmania 2020. Also, it's they about are? the campaign and not about is, the games, you know? They're maybe not as frequent as in uh, TMNF, but yes, they are okay. still landing bugs in TM2020. Um, as a Dirt player, uh, you find them all the time. Um, the Even if they weren't landing bugs, that's kind of... It's a weird argument. It's, it's mean because it's, it's just argument. it's about the game and not about the physics. Yeah, but many people I have heard that they say, yeah, TM 2020, they they don't have as many landing back as the other. Like, yeah, TM but it could be a point for the game, not for the campaigns. Difference. So, 
so this is this is my verdict on this. I think there were some points Lime did correctly say. I do think that like the well, I, to be fair, I don't remember the points now for the most part. But <laughs> I think overall, I think Lime had some good points. I think Shorty's argument was just still more solid. Um, I think is so the point's going to go to Shorty, but I will because put a caveat. Right? No. <laughs> I think it could. you could have hammered on the fact that TMNF is just an older game. It's an outdated game. You could have easily said that Team 2020 is bringing in new styles, new generation of gameplay and different ways to play the game that isn't just tarmac or or bumpy dirt. Like there's different ways to play the game and you could have you could have hammered in on that and just trashed it in that way. So, but but I did. I literally said that we have more surfaces to play in the game. She said we have more surfaces. Yeah, yeah, but that's not that's you. You have you still have to point out that it has an event. We we may have more surfaces, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? You did. You just said we have more surfaces. Of course, if I'm defending that, it means that it's a good thing. But you gotta say it. I have broken English. More diverse because of having more surfaces. That's what you have to say. Your English is fine. Aufpassen, okay? Like. Oh, pass. No, scheiße, Mann, ey. <laughs> defend subscription versus defend wonder. Hey. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> All right. Another, another one. Um, so, and it is actually pretty much the same. Uh, this is old school versus new school. Uh, Shorty, you do kind of know what this one's coming up to be. Shorty, you have a point right now. Um, it's so custom nicknames. Custom nicknames don't exist in the base game of Trekmania 2020. Um, they do exist on dedicated servers like an Evo SC where you're able to have a custom nickname. But as far as the base game is concerned, you were not able to have a custom nickname, only a custom club tag. But in the previous Trackmania games, majority of all the Trackmania games, you were able to have a custom nickname. So Shorty, I need you to defend for me why custom nicknames should be in the base game of all games and why it is better to have the custom nicknames. And Lime, I have, unfortunately, you have the terrible task of trying to say why custom nicknames don't matter and that the current system in Trekmania 2020 is perfectly fine. So, Lime, I'm going to let you go first since I had Shorty go first on the first question. So you have to go first on the second question. You have a minute and a half to tell me why custom nicknames are just not that important compared to the other games. And you have a minute and 30 and your time starts now. Wait, I have to defend that? Shorty didn't start? You, you get to go first. Shorty went first last time. Ah, uh, sorry, I can't. <laughs> what? Chris, I told you this was gonna happen. <laughs> okay, okay, I got this. I'll take Lime's one All and right. a half minutes. Alright, hop in here, Chris. Go. Oh no. Okay, so custom nicknames are a nightmare for console players, they're a nightmare for most people who have visual impairments. First, you have all those weird color gradients going from blue to red to neon pink or neon green. And it just looks awful, right? Second of all, 
you have people constantly impersonating each other. You have your call seniors, you have your frost boiler juniors, you have your uh, Trilux's moms or whatever. It's just a moderation nightmare, right? You constantly get reports of, oh, this person had this weird uh, or bad nickname or... It's just, you know, it's so much work, you cannot possibly moderate custom nicknames. And then there's still the issue where, oh yeah, how are you gonna constantly render all those weird, I don't know, Indian or uh, Chinese characters that people use in substitution of regular, you know, basic letters? Just write your name as it is, you know... It's all fine, and who needs Ten colors seconds. in their nickname anyway? I'm done. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> I agree. Wow. What do you mean? Well, I you really agree? got Hello? saved. Holy crap, Shorty. That's actually, like, I'm not going to lie. That was a really good argument. So, Shorty... Uh, uh, Chris feels gotta... really strongly about this. <laughs> Maybe because he knows how hosting surface is. <laughs> yeah, okay. Go ahead. Thir oh, minute 30, and your time starts now. All right, so uh, custom names do have a lot of op a lot of positives. First of all, I feel like all those names that Chris just mentioned, like Frostball, uh, what was what is even like it was called called Senior, for example. Those are really fun. Those are great, and I do think that taking away this kind of fun is maybe a little bit mean. Mm -hmm. um, custom names in general are a sort of personalization yourself. You don't need the full spectrum. You don't need all colors. You don't need colors that. Uh, impair colorblind you can only you can limit it to things that actually work for colorblind people you can also limit it in in other certain ways you know you don't have to completely shut it off and in fact it actually isn't completely shut off you can change your name you can actually change your name every 30 days which still introduces all the issues or most of the issues that chris talked about albeit less obviously because you can change your name less frequent but it's still there and uh, even further apart from that you also have club tags and club tags literally have all the customization we always had in the old game so all the issues are still there and uh, if those Man. are even issues nope and you can't bring in club tags into this why not because that's not part also of the part of the name they are literally standing next to the name yeah that's not that's not name customization though that's debatable if it's name customization <laughs> or not. all right lime Yes. Are also no, 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 no. You're not getting a full point for that, though, because you, you, Chris came and saved you. You're getting a half of a point. Shorty, you're still in the lead. Also, club Shorty, tags are limited to club access. Hi, hi Gecko. All right. So. Yeah, but they're still part of the game. And they are basically part of the name. As a, yeah, but like, you can't you can't claim it as part of name customization. Because that is yeah, a separate what else entity. Is it, Technically, Nadio did do that, so... I mean, I mean, you know, we're talking like specifically point... what affects your name because you don't see yeah, club tags everywhere. You do. You don't. Why do you not see them? Yeah, yeah, there are places where you don't see them, like for example, in a map or something. But in all lists, like in the chat, you see them. You see them in the leaderboards in Cup of the Day. You see them uh, in if you press tab. You see them there. They literally got introduced because people kept complaining about not having name customization. Like that's why they even exist. I mean, I'm you know I'm fine with it, but it would have been nice to know that beforehand that club text don't exist. 
Hey, do you know what? It's my game, okay. and I don't care if you want to whine about yeah, it. Did, I get to know, decide who nice. wins and who loses. Yeah, but and... it would have been nice to know that because then I would have just not talked about them at all. It's too late because even without the club tags being mentioned, uh, I didn't like your argument because I think Chris just mic dropped you way beforehand. I think you were at a yeah, losing okay. point. So, Lime, you get half a point. Um, uh, I got reforces now. Yeah, well, you can't use uh, you can't constantly have... just use people <laughs> yeah. to defend your who lack you, of who, who wants uh... to be a millionaire. Listen, <laughs> Lime, this is going to be somebody. a reoccurring segment. I'm gonna have to have you to work on your debate skills. You just click. You started even before the game, and you were like, "I was on a debate team." I'm where, 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 where? I don't yeah. see it. I don't see it. You, you don't know how good I am defending myself in Spanish. Yeah. And on topics that I actually know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. Well, then, how about you guys help me next week and you each submit a question and I'll submit a question. I was going to do a third, but we're already at the two hour mark almost. And oh, yeah. I am wanting to play No Man's Sky. And what do you I mean? know you're going to just leave it like that now? Yeah, it's so shorty, you win. You you win with a uh, half point advantage over Lime. So yeah, I'm not happy about that. I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I could have said that. Gonna, Why is gonna be like, that? I could have said this, and then this I'm going, yeah, I'm going this to bed way. later. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's getting nightmares because he's not used to actually winning. Last week he came <laughs> second. True. To oh, true. Name. He came second. <laughs> That's right. Uh. Yeah. It was it was great. I, I made a meme about Shorty coming in second, and then he actually finished in second on the debate because Tobel won. And then, although I threw Tobel some Hail Marys with certain topics, but like, uh, yeah, it's okay. Can, I, right. can, I, can, can we still disqualify Chris? He said it's a nightmare and per impersonation is a big problem, but I mean, it still is already. I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, well, at least it's less of a problem now than what it would have been beforehand. Yeah, but he didn't say that. That's fair. That's fair. That's a good point. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Lime, your points were reduced to 0.25. So, Shorty, yes. you have a bigger... <laughs> you, you, you only got a fourth of a point just because Shorty brought up a good counter argument. All right. I'm competitive in anything. I have to I have to code, like, I have to physically try to not be overly competitive because I know how stupid it is. I just want you to know that you guys are going to have to play this game live at Experion, so I hope oh, you're ready. I mean, I, I'm ready, ready, I'm ready to, or maybe we'll have a get, oh, we'll have two guests like play it or something. Because oh, I yeah, figure, be, I like that more. I, I like. I'm thinking like maybe we'll have Turbo on as like that uh, the guest if he's available at that time. He should be. He, I mean, he oh, can we it. have like a proper boomer like Ama? <laughs> yeah, can I have Ama on my team? I mean, no, but, yeah, I, I just, if he's there. Yeah, yeah, he yes. said that he would be there. So, uh, well, I mean, he's going to be at the event, but I don't know if he'll be there on Thursday. But if he's there on Thursday, then yeah, let's have the boomer. Yeah, yeah, can I have Amal on my team? And yeah, he well, ooh, a, a that's new... great. Yeah, we'll have team. We'll have team debate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, there we God, go. God. So yeah, we'll we'll pair Shorty with we'll pair Shorty with Ama, and we'll, or we'll pair we'll pair Lime with Ama, and then Shorty with like Turbo or something. No, they need a noob like me. Shorty needs a, so it's equal. Yeah, but it's uh, who, uh, who? Who's a noob? I don't know. We have to find some. Me? Wait, no. I'm the judge. No. Uh, we'll put we'll put you <laughs> <Me>? with. <laughs> Shorty, Shorty I thought you agreed that you can't do. Actually, okay. wait. 
Uh, Bishon, are you there? Bishon's in the chat. Right now. Bishon, are you going to be there on Thursday? Snippet? Snippet might be a good one. Oh my god. Bishon's like, F you. All right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll do something fun for the event. But yeah, Lime, I need you to provide me a question that you were knowledgeable of, but it has to be Trackmania related or esports related for next week. Shorty, you do the okay. same. You bring up a topic. And then I will have a third one. So, all right. Yeah, I may have That's a your homework. Mean idea I'm right now, do but I think more research. about it. Yeah, do your research. Get your arguments like prepared. But uh, this is this. I'm having way too much fun with this uh, segment, so it's gonna keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Prepare yourself, Chris. We're gonna like if the, once this podcast episode is over, we're gonna continue discussing about this until my <laughs> mind is at ease. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is like actually I have to say like that is a really good one because you definitely can make arguments for both. Like look at for some like if you look at Steam for example, you can literally change your name whenever you want, and mm. uh, they they run fine with that. So you can do both, and there are definitely arguments for both. He, sides. He's still going on about it. He it's can't not, talk. No, he can't. Help just, it. No, I just I just you know I just noticed that it's actually a really fair one because it's not like one of the sides is way stronger like if you remember last time like defending the first ice update against the second one obviously is stupidly <laughs> difficult he's still going about all the all the all the debates all right so... yeah i'm going to do that even in two days still that's how my brain works that's good i like this all right so that is going to be it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for showing up. Lime Shorty, thank you again for always being the coolest people and my good friends on the podcast. I enjoy being able to talk and chat with you guys, and I had a okay, lot of fun bye. tonight. But uh, it is time for me and Chris to play No Man's Sky now and to listen to Shorty uh, ramble about this debate topic for the next 40 uh, minutes actually, after the podcast. So I actually watched some anime. You got, oh, he's going to do the weeb thing. All right. And maybe play yeah. Shogi afterwards. Um, <clears throat> so you guys have Lose a good it. rest of your evening. Uh, thank you guys for watching oh. the stream. And we will be back hopefully next week. And say goodbye to Gecko. And they're making a heart. How adorable. Say goodbye, say goodbye, Gecko. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, guys. What are you doing? <laughs> I was full focused. <laughs> we were trying Disgusting. to make a heart. <laughs>